All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm super excited to have my friend Mina Khalili on. This is, I think, maybe your third or fourth time. This new body of work, I just love. Like, I love collage. I'm starting my, I have five weeks till my sabbatical starts. So, super inspiring to me. So, you moved to a new city. You moved to Louisville, Kentucky from um, Memphis? No, from Nashville. Nashville. But we're, anyway, I don't, anyway, you were teaching somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, um, you got a, a new job and now you're teaching at what school? University of Louisville. I'm University. at the, the Height Art Institute. So we have this art, um, we have an entire art program um, inside of the University of Louisville called the Height Art Institute. And so that's where I am. We have a, a BFA, a BA, and MFA. Oh, that's where Scott went to school, he said. Yep. Cool. <laughs> that's why I was like, hey, Scott. Awesome. Also, Scott was in, uh, Scott, you were in Type Hike too, weren't you? I'm pretty sure he was. But All right. So <laughs> feel free to put, if you, this is your first time coming live, feel free to put your handle, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, however you want us to follow. I think that's always, it's always nice. Oh. Um, and thanks doc for putting it in there for us. So I can put my hit record down. So I'm going to get, I'm going to not start how I thought I was going to start. Um, uh, sort of, I guess I did talk about you moved last summer. So summer of 2016. Yeah. Two summers ago, I guess. Um, you are an illustrator. You're also a professor. Um, and you draw a lot from life, but it's not, you know, absolutely realistic, perfect, perspective right right, right. It, it, yeah I'll let you keep going <laughs> but I love that like I it, it is recognizable absolutely but you have such a, a life it has so much more life to it I think um, you started so this is Andre's question is why what made you do a 365 uh, project well, <laughs> um, so I moved four times in three years and I moved, yeah, in three different cities. And I realized once I landed in Louisville, I realized that um, I, <laughs> I was in my third new city and I really wanted to, to mm -hmm. sort of be able to get to know it. Um, I felt like an outsider a little bit and, um, then come to find out Louisville loves an outsider. Um, but that's to be talked about later. I think, um, I, I wanted to, uh, to get to know the city and to sort of pause for a second, um, and to be a little bit more present while I was trying to get to know that city. So, um, I felt like maybe a drawing a day would, uh, even though it was ambitious, um, would probably help me do that. So what's the difference between this style? And you may want to show something at this point. Um, what's the difference between like this and what you were doing before? Because you were doing these kind of, um, some of these airplane, you were traveling a lot. You were also had this kind of, uh, you have a moped, but I don't remember what kind it is. <laughs> it's not a Vespa, right? It's the other one. No, it was a Stella. Yeah, a you're Stella. right. It was a Stella. Yeah. So um, here I can sort of share this, uh, these with you guys. Um, let's see, you're seeing everything now. Look at all that. Um, here, we'll go over here. So uh, what I was doing before all of this sort of started was I had this series that I had started 
um, called Seatback Diaries. And I was just, I was traveling so much. And um, I was trying to also create stories based on mm. the travels that I was, um, that I, I had. And, um, you know, so like this guy right here, if you take a look at it, um, you're even seeing all of my screen. I'm sorry, guys. But if you take a look at it, every single one of these bottles of liquor, and I love drawing bottles of liquor, so that's um, a theme apparently. But every one of these bottles of liquor is actually saying something. And it's, mm. it's, they're saying the things that the people around me who were getting day drunk um, were saying. So I, everything that I do, um, and I'm going to stop my share here, every, everything that I have been doing was – it had a sort of narrative to it. Um, it was either telling a story, um, hey, Mississippi, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's Kent, my friend Kent. He teaches at a, um, a college in Mississippi, so they're, they're watching. So, hey, Kent. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, so uh, what I was doing at the time was uh, creating a sort of narrative uh, inside of my illustrations. I was sort of infusing my surroundings. I was just trying to be super observant and take in everything that I was hearing and smelling and tasting and trying to put those somehow into um, the visual uh, two-dimensional thing that I was trying to How do. long would those take? Like how long were you giving to doing this? And this was not an everyday project at this point, right? This is just oh, when you're no. traveling. Yeah. And I'm going to share the screen again, just so that you guys can see um, again. But so here we go. Um, if, you know, these guys were really just, they were taking probably, I mean, I could give myself as much time as I wanted to on these. These flights, I would just draw the whole flight. You know, I, mm. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about, um, and this is when I, you know, started dating my now husband and, you know, we were just sort of like falling in love and, um, these, these drawings, they get way more intense uh, the longer my flight was, uh, the shorter my flight was, the less crazy they were. Um, you see a little creative South shout out. To yeah. There. Um, so, you know, I was, I was, I was taking as much time for those as I sort of wanted to. Now when the 365 happened, I couldn't do that anymore. So again, no pencil. You're just going straight to pen. Yeah. I was in grad school and this, uh, I remember sitting at a coffee shop and I was drawing um, the things that I could see around me. And this guy walks up to me and he, he sees that I'm drawing and I'm like, okay, cool. We're, you're just watching me. And he goes, you must be really confident to start with a pen. And I looked at him and I was like, well, I guess that's my job. <laughs> like, If nobody else is good, I mean, I'm supposed to start with a pen. So I'm starting with a pen. I don't know. I, I, I don't start all of my drawings with a pen, you know, I, I certainly but use I, a pencil. But I also think that that leads to your, it's something we've talked about before. It is kind of that sort of looser style. It definitely, you're still dealing with perspective. And it's one of the things that for me is um, uh, inspiring me to kind of let go and not have, um, to, for it to be so perfect. But I don't think you've always been like that. I feel like it's something you, you've continued to develop. Was this 365 project, would, did this kind of allow you to let go even more? Oh, yeah. Let go of my time spent hemming and hawing over layout and 
objects that I was drawing and let go of my ego <laughs> because <laughs> I think, and one of your questions um, I think coming up is something about um, uh, like what was the hardest part. Mm. And there were a lot of hard parts. A lot of it was logistics, right? When and how and what. Yeah. But the unexpected hard part was something that I noticed right away. And it was the decision, you know, the easy decision to make an Instagram handle that was going to hold all of these. Mm. And I was going to very neatly compartmentalize everything and, you know, this grid of Instagram sharing the first really, sorry, mom, shitty drawing. Like mm. that was the hardest part. And then every subsequent bad drawing that I made, not all of them, because there are only 365 of them, not all of them are really worth looking at. I think on like on this whole scale of them put all together. Yeah. In, in terms of the gestalt of the entire project. Absolutely. It's it, it, that volume adds worth and value, but when you take them all apart, you know, there are some that are just like, Ooh, you had a bad day. Didn't yeah. <laughs> but I think that's also the human part of it not having to be perfect. And I think that they all look awesome to me. Like oh, I, um, so, so how is it different? How was what you're doing with this, the new and Lou different than what the old, cause as we saw the travel kind of it, there wasn't really the collage aspect, which I yeah. love the collage aspect. So I'm digging into that. So yeah, I guess I should go with this question first. So how is it moving to four different cities in three years? Is that what it was? Yeah. For three different cities in four years. Okay. Either way, it's bad, right? It's a lot of moving. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have like one bag now, but how has it affected you? Because I think moving to a different city, so then it is kind of being able to put down roots. So how, how has those things affected you? Because sometimes starting over in a new city can be hard. Is that something you realized in these other cities in Nashville and other places that you're like, man, this just, I want it to be different here. Is that one of the things? I don't know about different, but just um, feeling like you know someone or that you have a place mm. that you go to and mm. you, you feel um, it's that whole cheers for the millennials. It's like where everybody knows your name. It's that sort of like um, that feeling of home and, and, and home for me. And I'll, um, I'll share my screen again because <clears throat> home for me does not necessarily mean you know, the same place that I hang my hat. Home can mean, um, and we'll, we'll view full screen here, like this was home for me or could be home for me a few weekends out of the year. I would ride my, uh, this is technically a motorcycle, but it's a scooter. Um, and I would have my tent um, on the back of it. That's my old mini that I would drive, you know. Um, this is my group of friends, and um, this was a few years ago when we would travel up and down the East Coast. Um, and the whole time, and that's me and where my mom used to work, the Capitol Building, um, you know, all, all of these places that I was going and, and sort of traveling to and being, I guess, a little bit nomadic, um, these places were also... Uh, home because I was with people. I was with my people. Mm. And when I left my people, um, in Virginia back, um, back in, uh, in Richmond, that was tough. I mean, 
way harder than I ever let on to them. Um, but very difficult for me. And, and my now husband saw how hard that was for me. And I think that my eagerness to sort of um, find that uh, connection to a city like I'd had in Richmond for about 13 years um, was really something that I felt um, viscerally uh, uh, and, and in me that I felt that I needed to, to um, explore. So exploring my city became the way that I would make connections with people, that um, there, there would be times where I'd be out drawing and somebody would say, like walk by me and say, I wondered when you were gonna come here because they, they, were, they were following the project. And it was a little creepy, but really fun, you know, <laughs> to like know that somebody was following the new and new Instagram and had liked something or hoped that I would come and draw their place or whatever it was. So it wound up being a way that the city, um, that, that I learned a little bit about the city and the city learned a little bit about me and I should sort of give some credit to, um, to Brent, my partner, who I, I put this idea by him before I did it. And um, I said, is it weird to draw every day, <laughs> like this city every day? And, and, um, and he looked at me and he said, it's a good question, but I think you need to know that every city likes to be complimented. Mm. So this, you should probably do this. And um, so I did it. So how big of a city is Louisville? It's bigger than, than Richmond, Virginia, um, but it's, it's actually quite big. We are, we are a blue dot in a very red state. We, we, are, we are quite, uh, quite large and, and quite loud, and we party late. Um, and uh, just over the bridge, like you can walk to Indiana, um, it is a big little city. Absolutely, Scott. So uh, range-wise, if you're driving um, – you know, what kind of was your parameter that you're, and did you really plan this out or you're like, Brent, we're going 30 minutes away or we're going three hours away or whatever. I tried to stay as true to my day as possible. Okay. So that meant, that meant not doing a drawing before the day, which was hard sometimes because I'd have like a Sunday with time and I'd be like, no, 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 can't, you can't do that because then it's not a 365, it's a 364 and then it becomes a 363. So right. that's not, that's not how it was going to work for me. So um, yeah, I would, um, <clears throat> I would make a list of all the places uh, like I would look at Yelp and I would say, okay, what are, what are some places like, um, bakeries and uh, you know I love drawing a bakery case and um, bars and um, different coffee shops and and different places to go around the city where do people go around here I'm learning about it this is one of the ways that anybody would learn about it um, and so I made a list of all the places and the funny thing about small business and local economy um, is that your list can change because sometimes things will go out of business. So there are a few drawings that I actually was able to do that are now locked in history, but do not exist anymore in the city, even less than a year ago. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. It is. It's really interesting. I think uh, Louis, Louise Feely, Feely? Mm -hmm. she Louise did something like that and she was in Italy and this family came and like put the sign back up because she loved the sign. Like she flew back. Anyway, I just think it's wow. a really, it is so much of a, a place and it's, it's the, 
it's just amazing, I think. And I think it's really good that you were able to select. I also think it's really interesting that some of those people wanted you to come. So how long would a drawing take you? Because this is, at some days, you may have more time than others. So what was the smallest amount of time you spent somewhere? And what was like the normal? And then what was uh, the longest you would spend? Um, so I give myself about 30 minutes. Okay. Every drawing that you're seeing um, would be 30 minutes would be your typical average. Um, some days if I had like a, a little minute, like a minute longer, <laughs> um, uh, it would be maybe 45 minutes at the beginning. And I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen again. I'm going to start showing some of these, um, at the beginning, um, let's, let's get this one out of the way. Um, at the beginning of the project, I, uh, I, would, I would spend actually way too long on a drawing. And so here's, here's one of the sketchbooks that's completed. Did you um, make this sketchbook? No, these are moleskin sketchbooks. Okay. You can buy them like this. Um, cool. Yeah, they're about 100 inches long each. Um, and yeah, so I would, um, I would spend, oh, and there's just some cards that they turned out to be. But each one of these drawings uh, was, like this one in particular, this, this was um, about 30 to 45 minutes right here. Um, each one of these was probably about 30 minutes. So it takes, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and like this guy right here, the painter um, that starts off this sketchbook that goes into the Ford, the painter um, was, stand, was, was painting. I was stopped at a red light and I looked over and I saw this guy and he was doing this and I said, okay, well, there's my drawing of the day. I can't not draw this guy. He looks, it's way too perfect. It's too cool. I got to do it. So I, I parked my car and I sat there and I drew him out. And then I went home and I, I feel like I had to fill in all this black here because I didn't have my, my big fat black marker. Um, but then that was it. That was, that was all of it, that there was to it. And a lot of these days, um, you know, these days that I had, they just, they didn't have that a lot of time. I'm a mm -hmm. professor. I'm a designer. I, I, I run my own practice. And being a professor, like, is an extremely proactive career. You have to be five weeks ahead of any of, of the students. You have to be, you're grading. You, you, there's a lot of things. There's service. There's a lot of things that go along with it. So, you know, when we say, when we say professor, there's, oh, there's just so much that we're not saying <laughs> in that. Um, so 30 minutes was really all I could devote sometimes to these. Mm -hmm. um, and so 30 minutes became the average. Okay, so um, Heather wants, uh, wants to know um, what the, uh, this is like five and a half by eight and a half, I think, is mm -hmm. the, no, it's the big oh, one. Sorry. There, are th there are three and a half by five and a half. Oh, they're Hi. tiny. Yeah. Okay. Because 30 minutes is not a long time, guys. So when you're, when you're talking about filling up a page, um, let's see, this is, this was, this was when I was on my honeymoon uh, sketching out. Um, so you're seeing a note from my husband. There you go. <laughs> um, but there we go. So there's, these are very small sketches because I, I couldn't give myself all that much time. Are you preparing so, the pages at all? Uh, like, so no. So, so some of them look like you have done collage before because uh -huh. you have the drawing going over. 
Right. So that's really a plan. You have to have a plan to put the paper down or did you do the drawing and then you came back and redrew lines on top of it? Like I was thinking about the new and Lou, you have this kind of um, green arch sort of uh, pattern paper. Yeah, so let's take a look at... Because some of them look like the paper was down and then you just did some um, work on top and maybe, you, maybe you're painting in white or maybe you're not. So, um, so here, here's a, here's a couple of, um, this is a poster that was, um, created from uh, one spread of my drawings. And I think it's a really good example of what you're talking about, these collage elements. So, um, both of these, uh, pieces of paper, and they're just two pieces of paper, um, were placed down the day of and right before I did my drawing. And okay. a, a lot of them, you can tell that the, the visual of the paper has something to do with the visual that has been drawn onto right. it. The illustration has been drawn onto it. And then any, um, if we're, if we're talking in terms of, um, of, you know, any, any painting, um, that you might, or drawing, drawing that you might be creating with use of tones, um, you're going to be in, sorry, sh uh, shade. You're going to be thinking about your your background, your foreground, and your um, middle ground in terms of shade. So the darkest, the midtone, and the lightest. Well, these uh, these sort of uh, pieces of paper back here, where it says bicycle or gun, mm -hmm. um, that's going to essentially act as my midtone. I've got um, this piece right here, the royal um, my my mom's typewriter that she gave to me. Um, acting as the darkest area and then I have little areas here in which I've painted white and that's it So you're and I you have an image of this and I don't know if you can find it really quick But you had you showed me kind of and this was one of the promo images that I had used Because I was like, oh my goodness. Are you lugging this stuff around? So are are some of them you do the like the one you had to fill in when you got home because you didn't have a big marker with you um, is some of this that you're doing right then or it's just you're going to finish it within the day and you know what you're going to have to paint white um no i do it all right then because I, I can't uh <laughs> that one with the painter was like maybe one of the only ones that i painted. okay yeah um this is all happening right away so i lug around this little guy so this bag um or that there's a bag over there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that would come with me if I if I felt like I needed more paper options. But I'm getting all the paper locally, so I'll go to antique stores and I will find these papers. They're not um, they're they're not a uh, like something that I've been holding on to. They're they're things that are specific to Louisville or that I found in Louisville. Um, and so inside of my bag. There is actually like some papers. Paper. Yeah. Okay. So here they are. And I totally don't take care of them. I mean, they're just in here along with all my other stuff. And you can see, like, even if I just grab, um, if I just grab some pens in there, what you're seeing is some Faber-Castell stuff. You see my white, you see my mid-tone. So is that the white that you're using? This is one of them. somebody did, Michelle actually sent me an email and wanted to know which, um, what you were using. So if you could take us through the tools, that would be terrific since right. we're talking about those now. So I love a good gel pen and I love some Faber-Castell markers. Um, I also will totally um, 
I will use whiteout. I'm not afraid to use whiteout if I need to. It's not archival, so right. watch out for that if that's right. something that you're you're worried about. Um, it won't it'll it won't last over time is what I'm saying. Um, but these two have served me very well, and especially the gel pens because you can get really really small details with these guys. Cool. <laughs> so David, that may be true, Doc. <laughs> David wanted to know, um, do you have a collections of scrap to, to paste in and draw on top of, or do they come from the locations where you are? Come from the locations where I am. If I can find papers like like in my direct vicinity, I will use them, especially like, and this isn't part of the new and loose series. It's part of my, you know, being on my honeymoon, but like if there are papers that I can use that are directly around like, or a stamp from the Egon Sheila museum, I will use that um, because it's going to add a certain uh, pulse, a certain life to the image that is specific to where I was, at least for me. So what about the black? Because that was another question that uh, Michelle asked. So what about the, um, and I would also talk maybe about the glue stick, other tools that maybe people that are easy to carry. Is there some, are Faber-Castells, are some, they're some of your favorite because they're waterproof or? Yeah, uh, I also like Microns. So I'm a big Micron fan. Um, I like a, uh, a zero two micron more than most. And I like a zero zero five micron as well. I'm going through this right now. So, um, another thing that you can keep in mind, um, is just walking around with one of these guys, <laughs> usually, uh, on the end of a, an X-Acto knife, but I will just carry around X-Acto blades. You got to be careful, though, that you don't go through, like, the TSA with these. Right. I, I really do mean that. Like, um, I have accidentally, and um, I've been less, <laughs> I don't know why, but, um, but I, I have accidentally forgotten to take these out um, of my, my bag sometimes. I have, too. Yeah. Like, but I'm oh, like, oh, please don't take my, my holder. I'm like, I let know. me just give you the blade. And they were like, yeah. okay. Um, I'll also save like pieces of like flowers, I'll flatten flowers and I'll, and I'll put them in there too. So this is not like, um, you know, it, it's anything that's directly around me or that is influential of the area that I'm working on. Okay. So, so what about the glue stick? Um, so I don't know that I've got one in here right now. I think I just killed it. Like I, I, I spent it. But the UNU or the UN, what? The UHU. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uhu glue sticks. U U H U. Are those um uh what archival? Archival. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So do you have to do both sides? Um I I don't I don't I don't do both sides because I don't want to over right over glue because if I do my micron's gonna just okay. die. <laughs> so what about and I know I'm really getting technical into yeah, these fine. things, but like, so with the new and Lou, the one that was like the, has the green, did you, cause it has a cut and it follows the same cut as, was that after or before? Okay. Let's see about that one. Um, the one in the frame, which you can buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can buy those. Um, let's see. Was it this one? No. I think it, I think you're going to have to stop screen share and then go back. God, 
Golly. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, exit full screen to find that. Uh, so the, and I really want to look at it so I can answer your question. Probably. Well, it's just like a pattern piece, but it's clearly it's curved. Either it, it was a curved sheet or you had scissors or your exacto and you cut it, but it matched the shape. Like, I don't know. Um, there we go. That's yes. See that green? It cur it's curved. Um, so let's enter full screen on this. Yeah. So I, I want, I'm going to get really close to this. You, you see all that like hairy fuzzy edge right there. Uh huh. It's cause I, um, I did one of those, uh, uh, Cur like a, it's like a fold and I would lick it and then yeah, yeah. break it apart from the paper. So that was done on the plane and, and that's just all um, from, from my hand. Like I, I did that. But you did it, but you did it um, like before? Yes. Okay. Before. Um, and, and you know that because uh, this it's a seat back. Through. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I thought. I was like, how is she, did she just draw back over it or what? So, yeah. okay. But then some of them look like you're putting it in and it's maybe this one or it's maybe not this one, but there's one where it's like a, looks like three windows of a, I don't know, of, of a building and you have, you're showing something in that building, um, in the windows. <laughs> Do you know what one I'm talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. There's go up. Go. I think you passed it. No, oh. it wasn't that one. Anyway, I can't remember which one. I'll find it. Okay. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Now I'm looking. Sorry. Yeah, okay. that's fine. So yeah, all of the all the pieces of paper, just to, to sort of answer it, all the pieces of paper that I'm using the collage are going down before the drawing goes down. Okay. They are my midtone, and um, when I was learning uh, illustration, uh, when I was in illustration school, um, starting with a midtone, putting putting a midtone down um, was the first thing that you would do. So that's what I'm doing essentially with the collage pieces. I tried to just drag it over there. It's like in the okay. Tell me about the book. So I tried to find it on Amazon. I can't find it. Is it you know moleskin comes with different kind so, so some papers are thicker so it was uptown it says uptown it has a awning that's black and then it has three long windows do you know what i'm talking about now yeah. it's next to the yeah. doo-wop page yeah I, d I know exactly which one you're talking about yes yes um so your question is about that one so that looks like it was done after so you did the drawing and then you put the things in or i don't know i'm Weird. just being we are seriously going to go look at this so that I can get you an answer. I guess. It's in the one that's, um, it's kind of accordion out the photo. That's it's a bunch of, but it's kind of like zoomed in, but it's an accordion. It's not oh. just of that one image. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going through all sorts of images. Okay, and right Hiva now. says she can't find the sketchbook either. So I'm okay. So Scott says tone tan sketchbooks are great. Automatic mm. midtone. Yeah. Have you ever are. used those? Uh, yes, they are. They are awesome. They are super great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you will find this at one point. I, I guess I can look for it on my promos. Okay. You got it. I, I did find it. Um, I just need to share my screen now. Let's see. 
Okay. Yeah, there, there. Uptown okay. Cafe. This right here. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that is that that is done before any of the other stuff. So it, you I put oh, that I down. See. So you can see the seam right there. I gotcha. And this is all white. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So paint or the markers? Um, well, the markers are paint markers. Okay. So, so it's the same thing. So that's why you have this tiny little book and these really thick markers. Yeah. And it cuts your time down. I mean, yes. I don't know that I could do, um, like, you know, when Noah Scalum was doing, um, our, our friend, Day. yeah, when our friend Noah Scalum was doing Scala Day, um, that was a 365 project, an incredibly, um, talented guy. And, um, an incredibly um, successful 365. When, when he was doing that, you know, he, he had skulls of all different sizes, um, but that included very, very, t very tiny ones, um, maybe for days that were a little bit more difficult or, you know, he just didn't have as much time um, or maybe medium sized ones, things that weren't so big. So I think having a smaller size for me, it really helped um, me to be able to create uh, within smaller boundaries so that I could actually get it done maybe get it done to the best of my abilities on any particular day. Cool. So um, uh, Scott just shared it from Utrecht. Um, so I'm going to copy it and I will put it in the uh, show notes for sure. Cool. Yeah. I will try and, uh, but it says Moleskine uh, Japanese album accordion fold, right? Yes, that's the one. That's okay. The one. So the bleeding through is not that big of a deal, right? Mm -mm, no, okay. I didn't have any issues with bleeding through. Don't use a Sharpie, guys. <laughs> so with the pins you're using, you didn't have any, no, any problems. No, Faber is great for that. Yeah. Okay. Same with Micron. So had you really used collage before? Had I? Yes. Um, for, um, so I was doing some collage work um, with my travel logs that I was creating when I was driving, mm -hmm. riding up and down the East Coast and I was camping um, a lot and would just sort of have one of these guys with me and I would just draw on them day by day. Um, and we actually have a design recharge that talks about that. Um, and so I won't get too far into that, but um, I, I started picking up little pieces of paper that were uh, right around um, our vicinity when we'd stop at a place for uh, coffee or something like that. And that's, that's when I started employing collage. In my opinion, I, did, I didn't have any reason to, to employ collage before, but having something that's pertinent to the uh, actual place made sense. And also just giving you that mid-tone was a really, is a really nice, and it just, it really warms up a ton. And you had been doing some, I mean, you definitely have some that have, you had used, but it, this was like a, because I think every single one of these has collage. So this was, was that part of the things you were going to do? It was going to be in Louisville. You're going to have something with collage. Was that a parameter that you set for yourself? Um, I actually started out not doing collage. Okay. I started this whole thing and I was doing full spreads and I was, yeah, it's, if you look at the first 10, it, it's just like, whoa, that's a lot going on. And, and there was, there was no, for me, it was, it didn't look like, like me. It, it looked mm. like somebody was trying really hard. And, um, and not that I don't try really hard. It's just that it looked a little labored. And um, I, it wasn't working out for me. And so I, I was like, all right, well, I, I used to do this thing when I was writing with my friends. 
maybe I'll bring some papers in here and I'll see how that worked. And I did that, the first time I did that was at Sunnergoss Coffee. And that, that piece I felt really good about putting up on Instagram. And I, I remember, and not that this is like the big reason why we do this, but I remember that image garnered a lot of likes. And I was like, okay, so I'm right about this. Like, this is getting more appreciation than the things that I felt were too labored too. So I took that as a sign to keep on um, doing what it was I, I really wanted to be doing. It was just a confirmation that, you know, these pieces needed a little bit more life. So talk about like where you would go for inspiration. So you said you were driving. This guy's just there. Are you taking a picture of that quick or you're just drawing off from life? No, because we don't use our cell phones in the car. <laughs> yep. So, um, and, and I, that's one of the things I, I kind of hate the new OS for the iPhone um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, I do like the fact that there is like, you can't use your phone while driving it like that. So anyhow, um, I, uh, I, I would stop there and I would just draw it. And there were some weeks where like I was in meetings all, all week and I couldn't get out to, to go to any of the places right. that I wanted to draw or to meet any of the, the people that like I couldn't do anything. And so there's like a full week of just my shoes, just <laughs> my feet, because all I saw every day in, in a, a meeting would be, you know, my feet. <laughs> so I was just drawing those. So uh, Kent wants to know, his class wants to know, how do you think you got better in the year of drawing? Ha, ah, that is a really, really great, great question. Um, I stopped worrying so much. About what day? <laughs> Was it like day 60 or? different at for everybody, but I think it had to, for me, it had to be um, probably about the third week or the fourth weekend. I had to, I just had to let go because my new, my new job had started. I mean, we're not even talking about that. Like I came to Louisville cause I was hired <laughs> right. to do a job and I'm, you know, I'm starting this new job and I'm like trying to piece out the 30 minutes a day to draw something yeah. and like do this for who and why. And, you know, I'm <laughs> having all these like nihilistic issues and, and all of a sudden, you know, I can't think about that so much. I can't be so in my head about what I'm putting down on paper because I just have to believe that the practice of doing this is why I'm doing it. It's about the process. Mm -hmm. It's not about the final product. And somewhere inside that, I'm going to find some answers. And I did. But I think that in terms of the, the, the best thing that happened for me was just that that you cannot you cannot be so concerned about your layout when when you're just doing this this is this is a practice guys it's for you right that's that was the thing i'm a designer everything i do is for somebody else also i'm a professor everything i do is for somebody else i'm a wife everything i do no I'm just kidding but like all these things that we do for everybody else this one bit of my day was about me so it was like the was when the when the sort of light went off that I I really got to enjoy this process and I really needed to be present in it. It helped me 
sort of turn off the worry about what this thing was going to look like or what the layout was going to be and just to start bringing things in. And I'll tell you, as soon as I started to be, to let the process be organic, mm -hmm. to not be so like, I'm trying really hard to be somebody else. I'm trying really hard to do something that looks like somebody else's thing. I'm just trying to do this thing that comes from my soul. That was when it got so much, in terms of easier, I think I can use that word. It wasn't easy, but it got so much easier um, just to keep doing it and to allow myself the freedom uh, to enjoy it. So maybe there's a mental. It, it, it wasn't that you're, because you're a wickedly good uh, illustrator before this and after this. I, like, but really, it was just the, the stuff in your head that either you were telling yourself or you were trying to meet these parameters that yeah. now you got more free. And that means more than being able to make some great stuff, I think. Yeah. And I think we all do that. We have imposter syndrome. And I, I think that's something that we all, that we all battle, but every, everything is going to try and keep us down. Everybody's going to try and keep us down. We're our only, we're the, like the, we got to keep on pushing ourselves and like right. believe that we can actually do it. So, um, how did the process cross over into your teaching? <laughs> so it's not like I told my students to go out and like, you know, do a 365 <laughs> or even a 100 day project or even a 30 day project. Um, it, uh, why not? Oh man. <laughs> uh, so the question of like, why didn't I do that? Um, because I think a 365 is a, is a definitely a personal like undertaking you have to have um it's like saying i'm going to start training for boxing now and that is something that you have you have got you have to have made that choice that you're going to now start training for this one thing that you want to do you've decided you want to do it it's very personal i think so and i, th I think that anybody who's who's actually accomplished a 365 um uh um Sorry, I just saw the word barren story in the comments. Um, I think anybody who's accomplished a 365 can tell you the same thing, that it's a really personal task because it, it takes a lot of you. And it also gives a lot back, but it, it takes a lot of you and it takes a lot of time and effort. So um, I didn't do that. But what I did do is I started, um, I started seeing in my own work that like I had a lot of um, walls up about mm. how – like creative I thought I was or um, how I thought my creativity was best served for um, my work or for the work of my clients. And I realized that I had it all wrong. I really could bring a lot more to the table than I thought I could even for myself. And so what I started doing with my students was um, uh, I, I started asking more of them. I started asking more of them and it is not easy to um, the, the you know faculty evaluations are not always easy, uh, but they in the end their their work has gotten so much better. And I, I talk about teaching fearless design. Um, my most recent talk at CCAC was titled that, and a lot of my 365 project has um, inspired um, the way that I'm teaching uh, design and um, technology with a, a, just a belief that, you know, the more and more you do it, the more hours you put into it, um, the better and better you're going to be. And you may not even realize the, um, the power that you have behind the wheel of that, uh, you know, of that technology, but there is a lot there and you can do a lot more than you think you can. 
for sure. All right. So I think he got married somewhere in the middle of this, yeah. this 365, right? Toward the tail end, actually. So yeah. you, went, you went to the previously country known as Czechoslovakia, right? The Czech Republic, yeah. right? Czech Republic, yeah. So, yes, so I went to Prague, yeah. So you did not have Louisville <laughs> sketches at this point. So but were you still putting out for New and Lou? Yes, I okay. was. So the, <laughs> there is actually a, a part of New and Lou that shows, this is one image that shows a, um, a drawing of a suitcase being packed. And that was the day before I left. And I, I think about the day before I left. And every drawing subsequent to that was an homage to a borough in the city. And okay. I decided that for the last two a little bit over two weeks of the project. Of course, I wasn't going to be there. We planned that out really well. Um, but for the last two, uh, two plus weeks of the project, I was going to work on my very sad hand lettering skills. And I, and, and that was something that, again, like the 365 allows you to do. So like I'm human and we've seen a bunch of good work, a bunch of bad work. We, we've seen the gamut at this point. Um, and now I'm going to start throwing some more bad work at you guys. <laughs> like, you know, if you're following and, and you're, you're seeing this like really bad rendition of like the word butcher town, I butchered butcher town. It's not a good image. Um, but some of them actually did start to look really interesting after like two weeks <laughs> mm -hmm. after I'd been doing it every day. And I, I was trying and I was really like, like really thinking about, uh, my line weight and and um, and how thick and thin the strokes were and all sorts of um, esoteric design uh, things. Um, I started doing something that I knew I wasn't uh, strong at, um, so that the last two plus weeks became about the city uh, borough names. And you had gotten over yourself at some point much earlier with the illustrations, but then you had to retell yourself this about the lettering. Yeah, here I am, a designer, a design professor, and I'm like, I'm not so good at hand lettering. <laughs> like, this is, you know, we're we're not great at everything, right. and and you know, here I'm getting these like, your your work is awesome, and like, I God, guys, I really appreciate that. Like, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Like, you hardly ever get a pat on the back, especially like, but and so hearing it was really great. Um, you know, the few the few times I did or whatever, but like. Um, you know, it's like, um, not all that great. Like I, I am still working on things. And so these things that I'm working on, like, let's make it obvious. Like we're not all like the rock stars that maybe some people think that we are. I try to be really clear with my students. Like there's a ton that I don't know. And there's a ton that you don't know. And the more you see like people being comfortable with that, like, I think the more fearless you'll be about embracing technology or embracing something that you're not comfortable with or being a leader. Um, and, and I think that that is another lesson I try to teach to my students, but also to myself. Like, mm -hmm. it, it takes a bit of humility to be a good uh, leader, professor, designer, fill in the blank. Human. So with, with those two weeks, were you working off of photos or were you just working yeah. from memory? No, so I didn't have like um, uh, representational imagery that I was uh, illustrating. So they were all just hand lettered, uh, oh. they were just words. 
So what I did was on pink post-it notes before I left, I wrote down um, the names of the different boroughs. So I had the Highlands, I had Clifton, I had Frank, um, uh, like Frankfurt Avenue, Clifton area, um, Germantown, Schnitzelberg, all these areas of Louisville that make Louisville Louisville. And I, I said, okay, I'm, these are the words that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw these words. And they were still pertinent to Louisville. They, uh, they totally made sense, and they, I think, round out the, the series really well. They're not just another drawing of another place. They're, like, now we're at the very end, we're sort of right. like a John Williams Orchestra piece. We're highlighting the very, um, like, the very places that we did all these things and, you know, like, um, symbols at the very end of a, of a, um, of a piece of music. So I, that was sort of my plan there, but... Um, so- so with the 365, one of the things that keeps some people going, some people can just do it as an internal project, but sometimes social media is great for this, that you have the accountability, that somebody's watching and you feel like you need to uh, publish, right? So there's this thing, it's a commitment um, and you're, you're doing it. Well, so that can also be a burden, but it can also be a blessing because you c- continue to keep doing it. Um, you know, I don't think you planned on having, you said it earlier, this is for me. This is something you had to kind of get over yeah. from yourself. So it became this thing for you that you were just sharing with other people. Yeah. Was that um, part of the hard part or was that part of the easier part for you? Well, also let me, let me step back a year ago. Um, I've been a designer for the better part of a decade. I have a BFA in illustration, but I've been a designer and um, I really felt like I needed to get back in touch Mm -hmm. with my illustration roots, with the whole reason why design actually spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And it was that mixture of type and image that really, you know, still just does it for me and I love it. So I, uh, I went and I started this project having been an, a designer for years. Mm-hmm. My clients did not know me as an illustrator. They didn't even know that I did some, anything like this. A, a client of mine right now is having me hand letter stuff because they know that I can do it. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't know that this was something that I did. And, and it wasn't something that I even thought that, you know, I could offer before and so that's sort of one of those things that you know I, I'm teaching my students to be fearless but sometimes um, you know I just didn't even know to offer it so uh, your your question can you say it again because I wanted to be really clear about no no so was being um, putting it out there was that easier for you did you in, did you need did that make put producing it um, easier oh. or was that was it harder because you were having to produce it okay so uh, accountability I need a trainer I need a coach I don't need cheerleaders but I need somebody barking at me to tell me to do a thing it's just who I am um, I'm super competitive but I need somebody to tell me why I need to be competitive how what I need to do so Instagram social media Facebook and all that stuff it actually became the um, very powerful vehicle that I needed 
um, to remind me every day, like, oh, did you put that up? Are you going to make the time? It's 1130. Have you done it, Mina? Yeah. So like all those sorts of things, um, uh, all those sorts of things that I didn't, I, I couldn't do on my own that if I didn't get it out there and the timestamp wasn't on there, then did I ever even really do it? Right. They, it really helped me to be accountable and it was totally selfish. I mean, it was completely all for me um, to keep accountability. Uh, but the repercussions of that um, are that you, you also are putting it out there and people see it and, you know, they comment or they like it or they don't. And, you know, you gain a following and, you know. And but so with clients, they're able to see this. If you had just done one piece, they might not still know that you know how to do this, but I think taking the time to have a series, I think a series is incredibly important. It doesn't have to be 365, but I think a 30 day, a hundred day, I think a hundred days, probably a really good series because it pushes you past what is obvious or whatever. So it, it, you have to get past some of the bad ideas and you have to get some of the bad ideas out. Yeah. Um, but you, you know did, what I call that? You, you remember what I call that, right? I can't remember. The shit hammer? Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I you do remember that. the bad that. shit out before the good shit are coming through. Right. And it's, it's super true, right? Because we do. We have lots of bad ideas, but sometimes we just think that they're so clever. But everybody's already thought of those. So, But you, you started a new Instagram handle. What was your thought behind doing that? And because you could have just done that as your – because your Mina Khalili handle kind of took over. I mean, it yeah. – it was a lot of these same drawings. It wasn't like you were doing a drawing for Mina Khalili and then you were doing another drawing for New and Lou. I think sometimes there were some different things in the Mina Khalili posts right. than there were. Yeah. So like the Mina Khalili gets to have, you know, the gets to have a European trip and Mina Khalili gets to post pictures of her dog and Mina Khalili gets to do all this stuff. But it does not really make sense for New and Lou to do that. On um, the flip side of the coin, yeah, okay, so Mina Khalili could have all these drawings. Sure. But New and Lou sounds a lot more catchy than Mina Khalili. So, <laughs> I don't know. Mina Khalili is pretty good. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think so. But, um, yeah, so I, I decided that New and Lou would be, would be the handle that I used. And I also thought that it would allow me to sort of separate from my life. Like, again, we're, we are professors. We are designers. We have clients. We have spouses. We have children. We have dogs. We have all sorts of things in our life that we are doing for other people or that they are doing with us. And this little, little like chiseled area of the Instagram sphere was just a place for this project. And, and I still think it was the right idea. Um, I will sort of make some uh, cross posts from Mina Khalili and uh, to Facebook right. and stuff with it. And, and I think that's great, but it allows anything that's new and loose specific to just sort of live in one spot, any mm -hmm. news, any exhibits, any sales, any images, it's just all right there. Um, almost like a little website. And uh, I think it works really well. All right. So, but you didn't come at this project being like, I'm going to have three shows and I'm going to sell these prints. This again was in your head. This isn't, and I think that is a problem of a designer as well. Maybe it's just <laughs> entrepreneurs, but I really do feel like I'm like, Oh, I'm just wasting time. This looks like crap. Like mm -hmm. I say that to myself all the time. Like, why are you doing this, Diane? This isn't going to um, amount to anything. And, and I have to get all over that from myself as I'm learning something new, right? Because I don't want to waste time. So much of my time is, is so 
um, you know, I don't know, sucked up, right? So I don't want to waste my time, but I also really want to learn, but it is, it's the hurdle that I know that that's the one I'm going to have to get over. But you did. This was extremely successful. But I also think that you really kind of stuck, once you kind of figured out what your parameters were, you stuck with it and then you did the series. And you had this really long series that was very, very successful. You've had a bunch of shows. Um, I think it's still touring. And you're selling prints and you're doing something really neat marketing-wise. You're releasing these prints, not all at once. Hey, go buy Mina's prints which I'll sit, put a link out, but how often are you releasing these prints? Okay, so let's, uh, let's talk about this. So um, when, before the project was completely done, I was asked if I would show it, and I was, I was really thrilled that like, the project wasn't even done, and somebody wanted to show it. That's great. Unfortunately, um, I haven't shown the full thing, the full thing in Louisville yet. And so I actually want that to happen, I think that would be really great. Um, I've shown bits and pieces of it, like a lot of it um, in Louisville I've shown, but um, not the full completed uh, completed uh, series. Um, all of the pieces have shown um, in Kentucky, in Louisville, uh, some in Louisville, and in um, Illinois. Um, so it's shown in, in Illinois as well, which is just great that like, uh, Illinois Wesleyan University wanted to show it um, and used it as a teaching tool as well um, there in their space. And, you know, if anybody is interested in having the show at their school, like really and truly um, hit me up because that is. How would, how would they hit you up? What would, how would you want them to reach email. out to you? Email okay. is great. Yeah. Mina.Kalili at Louisville.edu or at gmail.com. Either one is going to be perfect. And, um, and I'll get back to you. I would love to hear um uh, from from you, if you're interested in showing it at your at your school, um, or or your gallery, any anyone. But um, I uh, I didn't have any plans for this project, and I think it's also like a really really good thing to not have a plan necessarily in in this particular instance. Yes, as designers, we're like supposed to know the whole life cycle of our projects, and we need to know how the information is going to get disseminated through what channels, what media. But in this instance, again, because it was something that was uh, personal, it was 365. It was about a city. It was about falling in love with the new city um, and uh, about, about one person's life every day in this new city. I I did drawings in Nashville, in Owensboro, Kentucky, which is where Johnny Depp is from. I did not know that. Um, yeah, I, I did drawings all around Chicago and places like that because when you live in Louisville, you are close to Cincinnati. You're like so close to all right. these really cool cities. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, Kentucky, ugh. or like, oh, being landlocked sucks. And like that, that may be true for you, but in, for, for the people that live here, it's actually pretty rad. There's a lot of, of life that's happening um, in the city and outside of the city and a lot of growth happening in Louisville right now. Um, do you so think I it, did not have any plans for what, what it was going to end up with. Yeah. Do you think it helped you meet new people and kind of find that home base quicker than maybe it had when you were at other cities? Yes, I really think it did. Um, it not only put me in touch with uh, people that were um, people that were like running things in the city, but also um, also social groups. I didn't know we had a new Tulu group here, but 
that's a thing. Um, so yeah, new to Lou, like that's a marriage that you see. And um, Yelp Louisville um, has interviewed me and show, uh, like I've been a guest um, uh, social media uh, presence for them a few times um, just because of the project. So in terms of the um, releasing the prints and things like that, there, you know, how was I going to know if any of the images were going to be worth reproducing? Like, right. I think that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself when you're but, trying to just get better at something. Okay. So, so you didn't know that from, but, and you've picked some, you're not actually releasing all of them, right? Um, I, yeah, I just picked some. And if, if like you had, uh, say you owned one of the businesses and that wasn't one that was being printed, well, just, you know, I've had people shoot me a line and say, hey, my husband now owns this particular place, the Hilltop Tavern, um, has now become something, was the Hilltop Theater, was a, it's a landmark in Louisville, um, and it's been redone, and it is now a really a delightful restaurant, and um, the wife of uh, the man who owns it contacted me and asked me, yeah, Scott, you can walk there? Awesome. Apparently, they have one of my pieces now, because they contacted me and asked me if, if they could, um, if, if I would sell them one. So, uh, I, you know, if, if people are are interested in their own piece, like, of course, I can make that happen. But the big thing was, how do you how do you create all this work, then choose which ones you're going to create or reproduce, and then find somebody who's going to reproduce the work. Right. So that's pretty interesting. Can you talk yeah. about it? So quickly, I know, uh, and I would still kind of like to know what you were doing. I know you got to probably go to class, but. No, I'm good. How were you deciding to release? Because you're releasing five a week, is that right? Until a certain time in December? Yeah, so um, I'm releasing five a week on my Instagram um, through a local print shop in Louisville. And that was a really, really, really important thing to me. I did not, I have nothing against, you know, uh, other, other on-demand print uh, venues. I, they're great and they, they're great. Um, I don't need to sing their praises, but it was really important for me to um, keep everything in Louisville. So when uh, Material Print Shop uh, came to me and said, hey, if you're interested in doing this, um, we, can, we can help facilitate that. Um, and I said, okay, let me think about it. And I, and I thought about it for a while because I didn't think I was ready. Um, and then I decided, okay, let's go ahead and make this happen. So um, Material Print Shop, Michael Winters is my connection there. He's a great guy, um, runs a great business. And so what we're doing is every week um, through the end of November, up until the very beginning of December, we're releasing five images every week. And um, they vary in size from the four by six to the spreads, which I love the spreads because they started creating a narrative that was like completely non sequitur and I, I thought that was really fun. Um, and so these spreads are intact as to how they are in the, in the books. Um, and those are uh, eight by tens. And then I'll have some posters as well available. So then uh, Scott asked, did you run into anyone stopping you from selling a print because it had their logo on it or something that they felt was their um, intellectual property? I have, I have not yet. And if, if that were to happen, like I would have that conversation. But, I mean, I think that's a really great question, but I have not had that issue yet. I mean, if anything, it's just garnered. Um, and I've, I've tagged every single person that has been, you know, I'm sorry, not every person, every business that's been a part of it. 
I've tagged it. I've put it in location. I've like made it really clear, almost like I'm like I'm basically saying, "Hey, an advertisement." Did you forget in a about way. that place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is advertisement, and and um, you know, it, yeah, it really is. Um, so yeah, I've um, I would be happy to have that conversation with somebody, but um, you know, no, it hasn't happened, and I certainly hope it won't. So, do you think your res- the response online has been bigger than Louisville? Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, right. Uh, I think yeah. so. I think it's been a, a really good thing for the city and for you to be getting involved with it. But it has had a more global response. <laughs> um, how did you? What are some things that you saw? As really, you're doing a 365 project that's an illustration project and collage, right? But then you're also doing this on online, so you're seeing what is. Um, what times of day, what, um, you're, you're ending up doing a case study on 365 projects or posting on social media on a daily basis. So you kind of see what ebbs and flows, what tags work, what don't. Yes. So you kind of did two projects in one. I oh, think. Yeah. yeah. What did you learn from doing that? Because I think you, you learn and then you pivot and then you learn and, and we, it's continual. What worked for you a year ago might not work today, but what did you learn? Because I think we all would like to know some of that. Absolutely. Well, at the very beginning of the project, Instagram had changed their algorithm to like adjust, or they readjusted their algorithm, right? So we were seeing things that we didn't necessarily know that were posted like six days prior. So um, I did see a lot of likes that were jumping around in date. That was a little bit odd. Um, but then um, another thing that I noticed was uh, particular days of the week would get more hits than other days of the week. Particular Ooh, what were those? Uh, Tuesday and Thursday are a really good time or really good days to post something and Sunday night. Um, so you got to think about like, what are your habits, uh, when you're looking at Instagram or you're looking at your social media? Um, and of course different social media is for different people. So sure. um, while I didn't use Snapchat for this, um, I could have used Twitter, but I decided not to. And I just stuck to Instagram and Facebook because they were both very visual for me. Um, and connected well. already. And they're already pre-connected. Yeah. And that was great. Did you um, use I, the pre-connection feature? I did. Okay. I did. Absolutely. I was cross posting everything to my Facebook and it was great. Um, hashtags are really important. Make sure to use them and use them wisely. Um, look at your hashtags before you use a hashtag. Make sure it's the right hashtag <laughs> and make sure it's not like some weird, creepy hashtag. You know, you just, just, just be aware um, of what is behind all of that stuff that you're posting. Um, and also taking a look at um, the audience that you want to reach, who is reaching that audience, and taking a look at what they're posting will really help um, you to tailor the posts that you're making as well. Um, that's that's a, a really a really good, I think, maybe some of the best advice that I can, I can use there. Um, so Doc says, how do you learn what the best tags to use are? I think you do some searches before you start. Okay. You, yeah. We, yeah. Answer. Going but, and taking a look at the clients, that, the client base that you want to have and seeing what they're doing. Right. I kind of want to say that. So for you in Louisville, it's helped you get some clients or do some clients that you already had. Right. But uh, maybe it's helped you. Uh, it has more of a commercial uh, bent to it, or you're able to sell more prints. That's more who the audience is. It may not be as much um, client based. It right. may be. I don't know. But again, Tuesday, Thursday in Louisville worked for, and Sunday night worked for you. Yeah. But you kind of have to have enough time. How much time do you think it took for you to kind of make some of those uh, assessments? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think over, over the course of about 
six or seven months because a lot of it was just really me. I was just in the motion of me doing it and mm-hmm. posting it and getting it out there. Like that was the MO. And then eventually it turned into, huh, I'm starting to analyze. There are some analytics that are happening now. Okay. So this particular one did really well and this one didn't do so well, but I thought this one was so much better than that one. What time of day did I post that one? What day of the week did I post that one? Oh, I see. I posted it at this particular time. It didn't really get that much like because it didn't, it didn't have that much exposure as the other one did. Maybe I posted one at 1130 at night or 1150 at night because I had a really long day and it didn't get a lot of likes or exposure. Same goes for the opposite side of the day. If you're posting something at 5.50 in the morning and thinking, okay, well, I just got to check this off my list, you might be actually, yeah, you know, you might actually be missing a whole lot of people because they're not up. And, um, oh, another thing, um, if if your posts don't have a lot of comments, the likelihood of them being seen again is lesser. So if your posts have comments, um, that's really good to get them to be reseen. So these are just little things that, um, that to be honest to you guys, before Diane asked me these questions about a week ago, um, I hadn't had the time to sit down and really think about um, what I learned in terms of the social media side of things, in terms of the algorithm working for me or against me. And, um, and so it's been actually really good to have these conversations. Talk to your friends. <laughs> So I do think engagement is really important. It is, did you find that some types of images, now granted, you're not, uh, you're posting different things, but like you have some buildings, but then you also had some trucks, you know, was there (laughs) some that, that got more response because it had more of a, a memory, it, it connected with people or it was a hashtag that was more general or was there anything kind of that you could find. I just wondered about that because I yeah. do think comments is where the power of social media is. It will get in people's feed more, the more comments are there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw anything like that. Yeah. I think um, the, the ones that were specifically timely, timely to like a specific, specific event that was happening in the city. Um, so like when, when Thunder Over Louisville, which if you guys don't know, Thunder Over Louisville, it's when all like, <laughs> I'm going to sound like such a new Louisvillian, um, all these planes fly over Louisville. And that is like the dumbed down version of what happens. It is a humongous event. Thunder Over Louisville has to do with, um, uh, with uh, just a lot of things that happen around the city, but there's, it, it feeds into Derby. So mm. Derby, again, if you guys didn't make the connection, Kentucky Derby, this is where it happens. So um, when that week, those weeks started to roll around, my posts, my, the, the pieces that I knew that I wanted to create, and I had thought all year about what I was going to do around this time, I started to create works that were um, engaging with Thunder Over Louisville with the cocktails. So I did an entire week of just cocktails. I did the mint julep. I did the Oaks Lily. I did all of that. We party for three weeks and then a two minute horse race. And that is the truth. This city loves a good party. So anything that I was creating around those festivities that to engage with the physical things that were going on and also, um, you know, also with my work was getting a little bit more interaction. 
So after you release all these, are you going to stop releasing them? Or are you going to continue? Like during Kentucky Derby, is that going to be a time that you'll release those? You're going to hold those out for something like that? Uh, likely. Um, I'm not really sure when, when those are going to come out, but they are definitely going to come out. Um, that, that is my, uh, those are some of my favorite pieces. So, um, see ya, Heba. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those will come out. I just haven't, I haven't figured out the timeline of that yet. Um, and I, I might want to do something a little bit different for their release as well. So Doc had another question. I think we've kind of covered everything. We didn't get to type hike and we didn't get to, well, I'll just okay. have to do that again okay. next, next time. But Doc said, uh, do you find that stating a question for people to engage with your post helps the comments? I don't know how, I don't know if everybody reads everything. So I feel like maybe I write too much. So is it really important that I have all that stuff in there? I don't, that's, I love this question. Do you, did you have a comment on that? Um, I think it's always good to state a question. I, I think specifically when you're, if you're leading um, something, if you're, if that's your lead in and you've got a question, like I think this past Monday, or one of these Mondays, I can't remember time is tough. Mm. Um, but, uh, I think I, I started out with like, you know, got the Monday feels well, the series will help, you know, it, you know, there's like little, little fun things that you can in, inject, but, um, questions are always good for engagement. I, I completely agree with that. But in terms of the length or the volume of information, I try to curtail it because we're teachers people don't read people don't feel like they've got time let's let's be kinder people don't feel like they've got the time to read everything right. that you put out there um so i'm i'm trying to parse it out uh in in ways that are super digestible and really really short hoping that i'll be able to engage um but all of this is learning you know mm -hmm. we're just sort of trying to figure it out and and hoping that our audience is engaging with us um because we're being genuine. We're being genuine to them. We're not trying to put anything over on them. And I think that that's a really big part of it, being genuine. Right. I totally agree. Anyway, so it's super inspiring. I am inspired. I am very scared about my sabbatical because I am going to try to do something, post something. But you have given me a lot of um, just uh, helped my nerves, I guess. So I... <laughs> I appreciate it. And I actually really appreciate you kind of breaking it down and um, being honest that there were parts that even you had to get over, which I think you're an amazing illustrator, but you still had to get over certain things, which it's just nice to know that we never get over that. Like, even though I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that we always have to work on and uh, being, uh, doing what we do as creative people. I think we, we really have to be able to articulate the value of what it is that we do. We can't always see it. Um, so showing it, um, it the best that we can, articulating it, like being able to say, this is what we bring to an experience or to the table, I think is a really, really important and, and valuable um, thing for us. So we, we have to be able to work on that. And it starts with us. We have to start, um, you know, seeing that worth in, inside of what it is that we do before we can start to articulate it to other people that really need to hear it. Right, for sure. Well, Mina, I'm going to share these links. So just for anybody who's listening on iTunes, you missed out on a bunch of stuff that we got to see. But if you want to see some stuff, you can go to her site is Mina, M-E-E-N-A, and then Kalili, 
K-H-A-L-I-L-I. It's really not that difficult to say or spell, people. <laughs> um, but definitely uh, check her stuff out. On that site, you can find where to get the um, the prints, and you yes. can purchase those. And their new new prints will be available. Five new prints will be available each week for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, for a few more weeks. I'm unveiling so, that, or you could just go directly to materialprintshop.com slash store slash Mina hyphen Khalili. And then if just for anybody listening, you can check her out on Dribble at Mina Khalili. Um, just dribble.com. Dribble is three B's. Mina blech, slash Mina Khalili. <laughs> and then the new in Lou is Instagram.com. New in Lou, L-O-U, three, six, five. And I'm putting all these in the chat right now. Awesome. And then um, th just Mina's regular Instagram handle where you get to see Cash, the dog, who's super cute, um, <laughs> is just Mina Khalili and then Twitter, Mina Khalili. And then any other links. So she did share her um, Gmail and her other one, which I only got the Gmail because it was a little bit easier. Oh, I think fine. it was yeah. lou.edu. No, the Gmail's fine. Okay. <laughs> the Gmail is Mina.Khalili at gmail.com. So if you want me to, if you want to show my work, let me know. And, and really you would also do like an artist lecture or something. They could fly you down. And if it was uh, traveling or somewhere yeah. you could drive to, you would be happy if people put you up for the night and you could talk <laughs> about your work, right? Listen to Diane, everybody. She knows me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be a really neat teaching experience as well. And uh, you would be, you've done workshops. You could do all kinds of things like that. So we didn't get to the, what's coming up, which I think is really some of the stuff you've done letterpress in Italy. We just need yeah. to schedule you back in. Yeah. So we'll get that done because there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, that it's not I would, illustration heavy. This is type type and moving image just coming up next. Yeah, so we'll we'll get that scheduled. And um, just so you guys know, we have Andrew Berkemeyer. He is in a tiny town. I know that it's a tiny town because my one of my best friends from high school, she lives in that town, and he works for an in-house company. And I think there's always some things, some struggles that in-house people face that other people don't face. Sometimes it's you're alone. Um, you're the only designer, solo designer. So we're going to talk about some of that and just how he stays creative. He's also a singer and songwriter. He just has a ton of energy. Um, I can't wait to have him on. So he's next week. We have three shows or four shows. There's a hair and I can't find it. Oh, there we go. I got it, I think. I just kept reaching and I couldn't talk, see. Anyway, talk about being genuine. This is Diane. <laughs> I know. My mom's probably like, it's still not short enough. But... Um, but I do think having this, the in-house kind of um, play is going to be good. Then we have Austin Saylor, just to kind of give you guys an idea. Um, and he's, he just is launching his November 20th is um, type animation type, animating type course. So you might want to be interested in that one. I don't do December. I'd only have one, Kim Pinella, who did this poster, if you can see it. Um, she's a chalk artist. She's an illustrator. She's a letterer. She just is an amazing illustrator to be on, not just in chalk, but she's got some great tips. And then um, I think that's it. And then I'm going to do a rapid recharge over Thanksgiving. So just a few more. So Austin and Andrew, then Austin, then the rapid recharge, and then one in um, December. So we've got four more. So you were number five. So it's just perfect. Five for the end of the year. And it really does give me a really good head start for my sabbatical. So thank you so much for being inspired. 
thank you so much for being inspiring to me. And I'm really glad that you're my friend. So, Oh yeah. The pleasure is all mine, Diane. Well, I, um, I'm going to hit stop. So see you guys next week. And if you need me, you can always email me at Diane at recharging or you can sign up. If you're listening on iTunes, you can always rate it. That would be great. You can always, um, would love to see you give it a rating that helps it go up and that's it. So we'll see you next week.